totally unrehearsed episode 84 moon pee jug and hobbs hey hobbs hey how are you moon i'm doing okay Good. Uh, i'm sitting here as we get closer to the birth of christ now mm -hmm. wait a minute we started the podcast 83 that same way so let's not do that uh, as we get closer to new year's eve and you know i did uh play last week's episode for a minister because there was some questionable, uh, you know, questionable material in it mm -hmm. about Christmas. And I wanted to see if it were offensive to Christians that might listen. And he is a minister. And he said, yes, it's very, very funny. And yes, it's going to piss some people off. And I'm like, oh, OK, maybe we shouldn't add Jesus on the show. Well, but who? Who is it really going to piss off? I mean, who listens? No one. No one. <laughs> That's right. Oh, we got lots to catch up on. Oh, you guess what I watched today? I watched David Letterman. He has this show called My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. And he, he, these people that attend these tapings of these shows aren't, you know, privy to who the guests are, but you don't really need to be privy because as soon as they walk on stage, you know who they are. They're huge guests. And guess who he had on this time? Vladimir Zelensky, the president of Ukraine. Wow. So imagine David Letterman flying all the way to Ukraine and then getting in a train with a film crew and walking through the ruins of all those buildings and meeting Mr. Zelensky in like an underground train station. I mean, he's a security risk. The Russians want rid of him. Mm -hmm. And for Dave Letterman to go hang out, that's putting Dave at big time risk. But he wanted to do it and he wants to support Ukraine. And a lot of people don't know this about Vladimir Zelensky. He used to do stand up comedy and television. Yes. And when he was this, you know, big time, funny uh, Ukrainian television star, it basically escalated him to the presidency. And it's quite a story. The only thing about it is you're going to have to turn on your closed captioning because he doesn't speak English in about 90% of their conversation. And Dave wore a headset that as he spoke, it would translate for him. Mm -hmm. But their conversation was intriguing. Uh, the stories that were told were, you know, just moving. And it's something that if you have a problem, with the United States sending aid, you might want to watch this. I mean, a lot of people say, wait a minute, why are we taking, when we have all these problems in America, all of our money and shipping it off for people that are fighting wars that are a long way away from here? Uh, you know, why would we do that? A lot of people say, well, let's not send military stuff. Let's just send humanitarian aid, you know, medicines and people that will help, you know, take care of the wounded. They said that 60 to 100 Ukrainians are killed every day. Mm. Uh, I mean, when you watch the video, there's cars that no longer look like cars. And there were people driving them when they were hit. Yeah. And it's unbelievable. So I wanted to talk about that right out of the shoot. And then I also wanted to do one more thing that I'm watching that I might have hit on last week, but maybe not. Have you seen Corner Gas? Did I mention this last week? Corner Gas, uh, I was talking to this minister the other day when he was over here listening to Jesus. 
uh, he said, you got to watch Corner Gas. And I said, what's Corner Gas? He said, it's an old school slapstick show on uh, Amazon Prime. And Corner Gas is set in a town of about 200 people in a very small, completely out of the way place in Saskatchewan. And so there's this gas station and in the whole town, there's one place to eat. It's a coffee shop and that's the setting. And it, when you start watching it, you're going to say, this is the corniest, most stupid thing I've ever seen on television, but that's the point. It's a satire. It's a, almost a parody. Uh, Do you remember when Fargo came out? And, you know, it was almost a parody of people from the Dakotas and Minnesota and all of that. Give it three episodes. They're 20 minutes long with commercials, and the commercials are usually only 15 to 30 seconds. So what have you been watching? What have I been watching? You know what? You would I watch so much stuff, and then you ask me this question every week, and you'd think I would never be prepared for it. Um, I'm not caught up all the way on White Lotus, so don't tell me. Ooh. I've been waiting. That's been one I've been watching with the boyfriend, so now I have to wait for him. You know, we got to get caught up. Um, let's see. Yellowstone, I'm caught up. I'm waiting for the new episodes there. Um, one thing that I did catch with a, a lot of the world, I'm sure, over the weekend, uh, were the first few episodes of the um, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle documentary. And man, is that fascinating. There's a line, and I've never thought of it in this way, but basically there's a relationship between the media and the crown, right? Because the crown is paid for by the the taxpayers, essentially, there is this, basically there are, um, there are, legitimate newspapers that are already connected to the crown and they, and each person who's in the Royal family has their own PR team and their own PR person. Right. And they're the contact for each person they represent in the family to all these media outlets. But basically if you don't play nice, what they'll do is they, they have the option either way to write stories that are positive about you or negative about you. And so if you don't play nice, and show up and take the pictures and do whatever they threaten people. Well, well, then maybe I guess I'll just run the mean story about you. And so, but what was interesting about what uh, the prince said or the former prince said was that it was interesting that he was born into this contractual obligation. This is not something that he agreed to. This is something that was born out of the princess. It, it had existed, but it was truly born out of the princess Diana era. I watched the first episode Mm -hmm. uh, because my wife encouraged me to do so. Mm -hmm. And she fell asleep and she hasn't caught up yet. You know, when you're born and you have a job as you come out of the womb, you know, that's crazy. Yeah. And he's handled it. I feel pretty well. Oh my goodness. Um, Yeah. And he, you know, you forget that he served for 10 years and he didn't serve like, you know how, like in America, you know, sometimes, you know, senator sons or whatever, however you want to say it, they get, they serve, but they don't serve, right, with the regular guys. This guy's flying in the, you know, flying planes. He did, what, two tours in Afghanistan, getting shot at, you know, bunking with the guys, you know, he's meeting people he would never have met in the royal world. 
These are never people he would have circulated with. And so he's just got a way more, and he volunteered a lot in Africa. So he's just got a way more low key. He doesn't act like he thinks he's royalty. He knows he is, but he doesn't act like it. You know, that's because he doesn't want to be. I mean, how would you like to, you know, be born into the Royal family? And as far as, you know, money goes and privilege, you've got it all. Yep. But with that, you're stalked mm-hmm. everywhere you go. People that are stalking you basically killed your mother. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you're a brand. You are a brand. You are not an individual. You are owned by a corporation. You know, that's how they explained it to Meghan Markle was that it's an organization. And he admits that he was very naive about, you know, the race component and and the choice of bride but wasn't surprised. He thought they were going to be more mad at the fact that Meghan Markle had been married once before. He thought that was going to be the tripping point. And then he realized, Oh shit, everybody's kind of racist. It's like, yep. (laughs) Turns out. I remember her on deal or no deal. Yeah. She got to carry the briefcase and that. Well, and, and she was on suits and had like a, a, you know, she had a nice little career going for herself was starting to get like decent roles and getting there as you want to, as an actress. But living that good single life, she was just going to have a summer with her girlfriends. She wasn't planning on meeting him. But I think it's so funny that Piers Morgan is still pissed because she had dinner with him or a drink or something with him. And then later that night, that was when she went to that party in London with her girlfriends and met Harry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, she led me on. She, she was never going to fuck dude it wasn't leading on she was like wow you look so much worse without the good lighting and the makeup like you're old dude one thing that i want people not to watch is wednesday on netflix it's kind of a show about wednesday from the adams family Mm -hmm. and they've got a mortician they've got a lurch and the whole thing it's just really dumb it's the story of Wednesday as she's navigating high school and it's really supposed to be Wednesday's story. It's not supposed to be about the Adams family as much per se. Catherine Zeta Jones playing Morticia. All right. But whatever that guy is who was playing that they cast for Gomez was ridiculous because Gomez was hot. Gomez was good looking on the original Adams family. And then they did the cartoon version of the Adams family and they suddenly made Gomez with a weight problem. All of a sudden, why did they have to have her stay beautiful and make him dumpy? Like, I don't know what that was about. He was cool. He would always fight with swords and he wore awesome robes. Gomez was hot. We've been watching a lot of football. It seems that the, uh, Super Bowl is sneaking up in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. There is some possibility that the Minnesota Vikings could be there. And I would like Don't to say, say you could jinx us. Just be careful what you say next. The defense sucks. We're last in the NFL. Every time we do poorly in in postseason, you can actually go back. I would have to pull some statistics. I could pull it up for the next episode, but there's a key injury always that it's like we could have lost just about anybody but them. We, we, we've always been more offense oriented than defense. We've always been a stronger offense since I've been a fan than a defense. So those key defensive players, man, when they go down, we're screwed. We're screwed because there's whole teams that that's all they are is defense, you know, like <laughs> we're just screwed. So pick me a Super Bowl uh, winner. Who do you think it's going to be? Who's the best team in the NFL? Oh God. Buffalo. 
I'm thinking the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win it all. Okay. It'll be either them or Buffalo. For me, I am two games away yeah. from winning my fantasy league Super Bowl. Ooh. Okay. I have a bye this week. Okay. And then I got two games. Mm-hmm. To tell you how compulsive I've been, I've went ahead three weeks and I'm looking at the matchups for games that aren't even close yet. And I'm looking at the defenses and the offenses. Who am I going to play? Who am I not going to play? Are there injuries? I mean, I'm, I really want to win. I've been in this league for 20 years and I am two games away from winning 800 bucks, which would not pay me back for all the hundred (laughs) dollar entry fees, but at least it would be a part of it. You're only down 1200 then. (laughs) I'm only down 1200, right? Uh, But I can say that I really want to win. I have a really legitimate chance. Uh, I've only lost three games all year. And uh, pretty pumped about that. Good. Uh, in another league, I am completely out. Oh, no. Um, uh, and I had something cool happen yesterday I wanted to share with you. I got to go back to my old radio station. And I had the best time. Uh, I used to work at KS95. For those of you that are new to the podcast, I was there for a while. And after almost two decades, I made some friends there. And I rolled into the garage and I met my old buddy Marvin with his Nebraska Cornhuskers hat on. Oh, I, I love a, Marvin. I had Aww. my Nebraska blanket on because I always, you know, wear a blanket in the winter uh, over my chair and all that stuff. And then uh, I went in, I saw the owner, I ran into everybody, uh, including the guy that I probably could have ended up working for. I uh, spent some time with him. Very nice guy. It was so cool to be back home and it felt like home. And I pulled into the studio with Stacy and Hutch. It was a lot of fun. We made a couple people angry over things that I'd said. I listened. <laughs> so so how did it sound? Did you well, like as, as your former producer, right? I was la- as a, okay, as a comedian and as your friend, I was uh, laughing my ass off. Yeah. As someone who used to be the producer for you that would have gotten called into those subsequent meetings, I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, we are off the rail. <laughs> why is Santa so X-rated? And why did Santa basically make it sound like, sure, I've got tickets front row to Taylor Swift in my sled for you, little girl. And I'm like, this guy doesn't even work there. I'm like, by the end of this break, the sales department's going to have to cough up Taylor Swift. There was a bunch of gifts that you kind of borderline, almost legally, illegally gave away. I'm like, um... He's really selling the fact that this is a comedy bit. So I don't think the reasonable consumer can think that they want this. There was a seven-year-old on the phone, and I can't remember if she asked for a, a Barbie dream house or something like that. And I said, well, I don't know if I have that, but how about a $25 free slot play at Mystic Lake? Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> offered gambling to a child. That's right. I forgot about that. And then oh, yeah. Stacy's like, oh, well, you know, she might not be old enough to gamble. 
Oh, man, I had so much fun. I'm sure you did, especially because you got to dance out. You didn't have to go to no meetings afterwards. You're like, ha, ah, yeah. I did a bit. I did see a lot of text messages coming I'm in. Sure there were some angry ones. My favorite was when they were like, what should we leave out for you, Santa? And your answer was Chardonnay. <laughs> a nice chardonnay for santa oh yeah that was something wasn't it if i get a copy of that which i should have i will play it on the podcast next oh week. you need to because actually you're i will say this though i was i was impressed with your <laughs> santa impression though I know it's Moon because he said he was going to do it, but actually that sounds like a pretty good Santa impression. <laughs> Most of your impressions just kind of oh. sound like you, like yeah, when I do pretty... impressions. So <laughs> it, yeah. was, it, was, it was funny, but I could see. I... <laughs> That's why I texted you. I said, what are the text messages? Oh. <laughs> Some lady, where's my baby's Taylor Swift tickets? <laughs> yeah, that was something. I got it in my sleep and bring it over to you right now. It's like, <laughs> no, you're not. Also, you know, Tom Bernard's last day yeah. is the 23rd of December. You should tune in if you're out of town. It's uh, kqrs.com and you can hear Tom's uh, last day. He's been on the air here for well over 30 years. I think it might be 38 years. I think it is. And think about, you know, his career. I mean, that guy was massive. And, you know, you've been on his podcast. He's a good dude. We're on his network, on his podcast network, and that's going to continue because after he goes off the radio, he's just going to do podcasting uh, because he has enough uh, pull to do so. And it's fun. I love podcasting. Yeah, I just uh, sat in, not on Tom's specific podcast, but on a podcast on his uh, on his network. Network. Thank you. Good word. Uh, car selling secrets with our good friend Doug Sprinthal that I met through you and Stacy at the radio station. And then, um, of course, uh, Mr. Bernard is on that one as well, but also who made an appearance on the podcast, which was a thrill for me because I've never gotten to meet him, was Mike Gelfan. Now, do you know or have you ever met Mike Gelfan? I met him on Tom's podcast. Okay. That's where okay. that's where we met. I've never met him in person, but I think he's really funny. He's hilarious. One of the things that I really loved about radio was just the the morning show vibe of it, the ensemble. And that was back when they used to do a lot of bits and all that stuff, um, produced bits. But Mike Gelfan would always um talk about the gambling and all of the uh like making the bets and and all that Vegas stuff and you know the the you know all the statistics about the sports and he was always so brainy and smart and he he's one of those guys that kind of sits in the back of the room and just has that really dry wit and you don't necessarily even think he's listening the whole time and then he just he just waits for it he's his timing is perfect and he says the the thing the thing that everybody is thinking but couldn't quite say right and uh, so, yeah, I finally got to meet him and it was really cool. So I, uh, I, I fangirled out for a little bit because they were like, oh, this is Michael. Like, and he started talking. I'm like, I know who you are. I know somebody that Tom should have on his podcast. Hmm. Um, there is a L.A. sheriff deputy. Yeah. That just did something that is pretty much going to go global. This sheriff's deputy, female, 
decided in her cruiser that she was going to have sex, okay. which would have been fine if they wouldn't have hit the mic key on the radio. The whole thing was broadcast live. I mean, they they drowned out that noise pretty well. What is that? Uh, I know somebody who got fired. For, I know a, I know a cop who got fired. For, well, let's put it this way: the cop didn't get fired. the The paramedic did. Basically, these two people, I believe, it was in the paper. These people were engaged in a similar act, but the cop had the day off, and he was involved with another uh, with another coworker who was a paramedic, and he and she were busted in the uh, in the ambulance. Little gurney action. <laughs> gurney action. Little gurney action. Get that gurney. But the cop just got written up. He was there on his day off. She was on her shift. So that was a problem. That was she a big problem. Yeah. Yeah, you can't fool around with your coworkers. Well, and if you're going to do it, apparently just do it on your day off. At least then it's just a reprimand. Hot mics can be dangerous. I was working at a radio station one time. Won't say which one. And somebody said to me with a hot mic and they didn't realize that it was hot. Don't you get tired of these Katie Perry songs? And we're like, going, whoa. And we hit the dump button to erase eight seconds of programming. So I'm thinking we got it. And I told him your mic's on. And I'm like, dude, you got to be careful. Well, what I didn't know was it was still live on the stream and right now, people are really streaming more than they're listening in the car. Oh, the internet stream. I told him, I said, go tell the boss and make sure you're up front about it. And he shook his head. It was his, really his very first day. The boss said, you do it again, you're fired. It didn't happen to me, but I was at a sales conference years and years ago. And the gentleman that was leading the, the training for that day had he was doing that same kind of instruction had a headless mic or, or you know a cordless mic he forgot to turn it off when he also used the men's room we could just hear it and all of a sudden we're in an empty classroom and you can just hear the sound of someone peeing and we, yeah. I, we I know and so he came back into the room now this man had been a pastor and then decided to get into real estate and everything after that, he was beyond mortified. Like he couldn't crawl under a rock fast enough. And he had to sit there and still teach us for the rest of the afternoon. Yeah. And I just kept hearing it. Two questions with Putin. Oh, Putski. Putski. I got a couple for him right now. Mr. Yeah. Putin, do you send out humorous Christmas cards or an old school family letter? I would like to be on his mailing list. Yeah. yeah. He could say, well, this year, me and my kids decided to go out and bomb the shit out of a country for no reason. <laughs> and after that, we had a nice glass of Chardonnay. My mom and dad always used to try to, you know, do a family letter. And boy, 
they talked about gout and they talked <laughs> about just stuff. And I'm like, dad, let me edit that for you. <laughs> and then after I, you know, change it up a little bit, I'd send it back. Hey, say, what do you think? He goes, Oh, that looks really nice. Uh, my second question for Putin. Yeah. What is your favorite wattage light bulb? Mm. Is he like a good 60 volt? Yeah. Is he more into the hundreds? Is he high efficiency guy? Is he, you know, or does he, I think he might surprise you. I think he likes a soft lighting. Do you have a favorite? I like softer lighting. My vision's not as good as it used to be. And oh my God, I like it lit up like the sun, right? That way I don't need to put my readers on. I just, you know, and I have my flashlight on my phone. A lot of times I pull it out at restaurants. People look at me and they're like, what the hell is that guy doing? Yeah. It's like, I can't see. And I didn't bring my glasses. <laughs> Damn it. What's your two questions? I've been compiling a list. So I've got a couple of them here. I'm going to pick one. Uh, let's see. Mr. Putin. Hard hitting question. Who, in fact, is your favorite friend's character? Mine was probably Joey. Either Joey or Chandler. Yeah. Definitely not Ross. And of the girls, I thought I liked Rachel. I'm team Phoebe for sure. And Chandler was always, Chandler was my favorite just because he was the most neurotic and he seemed the most like me personally. But yeah, there's a lot of discussion about cancel culture. You know, it's kind of a buzz word term type thing. But I would like to ask Mr. Putin, who does he think should be canceled? He's canceling a lot of people right now. Yes, I mean in a I mean in an online way, not in a they no longer occupy or walk the earth. I know that the guy that was, you know, messing around with Amy Robach on ABC is pretty much canceled these days. Oh, TJ Holmes, is he canceled? Well, he's not completely out yet, but nobody's seen him in a bit. I'll tell you one person I saw on TV joined with another person that made some magic. Steve Martin and Martin Short were on SNL last week. Yeah, those two are funny. And it was really good. As a matter of fact, Jimmy Fallon had them on. Mm -hmm. And they did like 10 minutes and didn't let Fallon say anything. And they, they didn't need to. Nope. Martin Short it, will just go. He will not even let you get a breath in. I've seen him on The View. And it's everybody. And those women shut up when he's on. <laughs> he's great. Mm -hmm. He's like one of the most entertaining people you could ever have on. I, I'll tell you, one of the best interviews that I think I ever did was with a guy that had this bigger than life personality. And you could just say, you know, good morning and then leave the building because he could carry it. Mm -hmm. Richard Simmons. Oh, yeah. He was so uniquely himself and so unapologetic about it. It was just like, this is me and I don't care. And <laughs> I just loved that, you know, and. He was super popular and I, I, I'd go to my friend's houses and, and they would have the videos, the sweating of the oldies. And, you know, it was, but he made fitness, I believe accessible. He was one of the first people to do that where it wasn't just like the aerobics, Jane Fonda, E California stuff. This was for your regular girls, you know, just get up and move it a little bit. That's going to be more than you did before. <laughs> and that's, that's good. And that's good. And let's listen to some Chuck Berry. Oh, all those old exercise things. You remember the uh, thigh master and some of oh, those? Oh, sure. Suzanne Summers did that. My my stepsister 
was one of the original uh, aerobics instructors for Jane Fonda's first studio in California. I'm a big Jane Fonda fan too. Did you watch Great Frankie? I have. And you know what's so funny? The, oh, God, I hope nothing happens to Jane Fonda now because I, we've been talking about her too much. Today on HBO, I just threw it on there. And you know it was on? Nine to five. And I'll tell you what, she looks absolutely amazing in her mid-80s. Oh, my God. Yes, she certainly does. Blizzards. Yeah. They had one at our farm in Nebraska. And my brother just sent me pictures a little bit ago. The drifts are taller than he is and as tall almost as his uh, middle of his passenger windshield on his four-wheel drive. That's how deep the drifts are. There's nothing moving. Schools are closed. Businesses are closed. Nobody can get out of their driveway. They don't have snow removal equipment. It's just messy. And here, uh, you know, we've been kind of on and off. More winter to come. Uh, I, we haven't had like a really wicked cold spell yet. We've had cold days and we've gone below zero already, but nothing like that's sustained. We used to get snow days here in Minnesota for the kids at school. Now they get cold days because it's so damn cold. The kids are in danger when they go stand outside for a half an hour waiting for a bus that's late because taxpayers won't buy enough school buses. So they got to stand there a little bit longer. And if you're outside and, you know, minus 20 windshield for 20 minutes, it's not that good. I don't care how much you bundle up. Well, and those buses, what sucks is they're diesel. And so they never even get warm. By the time yeah. you get to school, I remember being a kid, the, the, the thing never got warm. That thing was no. never warm. It was driving around. You would you would go in the same bus. It'd been driving all day. You get yeah. it in a tree. Things still cold. It's funny you say that. Part of the reason why a little earlier uh, when we were recording, I was distracted for a second, and I do apologize for that. I was getting a call from one of my bookers um, about that very thing. There is a room that they have, and they need a comic uh, tomorrow night in Escanaba, Michigan. And uh, apparently yeah. the the headliner is supposed to be coming into town, is not getting on a plane because it's shut down because of the storm, and they're asking me if I can go, and I can't. So how far is that? Escanaba, Michigan It's a drive. Could you fly in and would they pay for it? Uh, you can fly in. No, they won't pay for it. But once you get, you'll have to fly to somewhere to get to Escanaba because Escanaba, I do not believe has an airport unless like you're a big deal. They don't really pay for anything anymore. It sucks. I have a place that you can go to do stand up. Oh, okay. I'll go. There is somebody that you've met here on the podcast. He's a friend of mine and has been for a long time. He's a eclectic uh, dude. He was just over at my house having a cigar a couple days ago. And we started talking about what we've been up to. And he runs a business called Screamtown. It's a haunted house. It's the only one in the Western Metro. It's really amazing. It's huge. And, you know, it takes a lot of work to run that thing. He's got a lot of employees. He's got a lot of maintenance of the grounds. Okay. But uh, what, what's in it for me? I'm, 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 I thought I was getting something out of this. Oh, you're getting something out of this. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, on his property, he has a lot of different things, but at his actual home, he's got a couple of things. One is a tree house that looks like a real house. 
it doesn't have plumbing, but it might as well have. It's unbelievable. But when you go into his house, in his basement, he has torn out almost all of it, and he has set up a comedy club. It has a huge curtain that looks like, you know, you'd walk out on, on The Tonight Show or whatever. And then he went to one of the big theaters here in town, and he bought 24 seats, and he put them in, like, uh, on risers. So it looks really freaking amazing. Okay. And somebody that was just on uh, Jimmy Fallon, someone you know, Mary Mack, just did the room two times. Oh, fantastic. Well, I would totally do that. I've been invited to do comedy in people's basements before, and that didn't sound like, the, yeah. I, generally, it's a no when someone says, do you want to come to my house and do comedy in my basement? Uh, but this sounds okay. Oh, when you see this, you're like going, that is about the coolest <laughs> thing ever. I told him, I said, dude, you could get some big, you know, headliners in there sure. and charge, you know, a hundred bucks. He goes, thousand dollars. He's like a hundred bucks is too high. No, and I go, yeah, but you're like, right. You're yeah. with the comic. You're nearly on stage. They're two feet away. There are no bad seats. No, what we can do is we can just suggest that someone might stop by and then they never do. There you go. That's like yeah, just... Louis CK is coming by. Yeah, well, he might. Shh. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. I thought you were going to pitch me that I was going to be doing stand up in the treehouse, which would also be fun. Like just, <laughs> you know, just yelling jokes at people down, down a tree. <laughs> Uh, I remember seeing Mary one time at Treasure Island mm -hmm. and she was not in the, the big room. Okay. She was at the, I believe it's called the Parlay Lounge. And she was trying to do her thing and people were not paying attention. Yeah. And they, the sucks. place was loud. Yeah. And I was trying to hear her act because I thought she was funny, mm -hmm. but I couldn't. And I know that she was struggling. And then the other night when I watched her on uh, Fallon, I thought she killed it. Did a lot of Minnesota stuff. Yes. Mary is so funny. And last time I saw her in person, we were both at the Rise for Wade event, um, the right before the election and everything. And and uh she's a great comic. But those those rooms can be tough. And a lot of times I've done a lot of casinos, and a lot of times the people that are there are not there because they really want to be there. A lot of times they lost a lot of money at the casino until they give them free tickets to your comedy show. And so they're like, make me laugh. I yeah. lost the rent. They're not the best audience. <laughs> There's a casino, um, a little one in Wisconsin, not far from here. I think it's in uh, uh, Danbury. And I was getting ready to perform and you perform in the bar lounge area which is right next to the buffet. And when I walked in, I saw a lot of people sitting in the bar lounge area. And I was like, all right, like this is actually a pretty decent turnout. And I'm like, okay, you know, I've got to warm up. I've got to start someone else's headlining. I'm fairly new. And I get up on stage and I start talking. And this man in the front row who was facing the stage, who I thought was there for the stage or the show, turns his back on me, turns the chair around. So he's not facing me as if I can't see him. And I was like, oh, do you not want me to talk to you, sir? And I, I figure it out. He starts saying stuff, which I can't really make out until he turns his head. And he's like, we're waiting for the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so every time, like every five minutes, they would call someone's reservation number. And then my, the, whatever table that was that I thought was there for my show, got up and went to the buffet. No one was there for the comedy show. Absolutely no one was there. Everybody um, was there for the buffet. If you look on our website, moonpjugandhobs.com, where you can email us asking for free advertising, uh, you know, you're going to see other episodes and stuff like that. Uh, but you'll see another thing that says new stuff every Friday. Well, sometimes if I feel, you know, whatever, I don't get it posted until Monday or Tuesday. Then I have to cut out all the places that Hobbs is going to be performing because the date's already passed. And, you know, and you don't have anything coming up uh, or do you? I do, but it's at the end of the month, New Year's Eve. Get your tickets, New Hope Cinema Grill. There will be two shows, 7 to 9.30, with the beautiful Shannon Paul and myself. What we're going to do is I'm going to headline the first show, and Shannon's going to open for me. And then the second show, Shannon's going to headline. I'm going to open for her. So you get to see whichever show you want to go to. You get to see the extended sets, but we've been doing this now. This is 10 years. And happy to be back at New Hope cinema grill again so get your tickets they're on sale now you can get them online it's called cinema it's uh i believe the domain or the website is uh cinemagrill.com but it is new hope cinema grill get your tickets now yes and we're out of here you guys have a great week we hope to return next week uh i think over new year's and uh you know all that time we're gonna do a couple of best ofs if there's one that you'd like to recommend, mm. you can do that also at moonpjugandhops.com. Click the email link, follow, subscribe, and have a wonderful day.